Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. So want to hear what happened to me this week? I do. I really do. I'm so excited because usually I have to try to start making things sound candid and we're coming in just hot with the candid, so, but on your end. So, so George, I'm introducing you. I'm Dan. Hi. Hi. So I, I bought a new car on Saturday. Mm-hmm. After after six years with my my Volkswagen Passat, I finally moved on because I didn't think it w- it was going to make the choice for me soon. So I made the choice instead. It but was it was honest. You way. didn't like that car anyway. I I I love it for having kept me alive through numerous accidents. But other than that, who knows? It had it's had that, a great sound system. It's that German engineering. R.I.P. Passat from that. <laughs> from that commercial. Does anyone else remember that commercial with the guy I, who plays every nationality and then he was just like the spokesperson for Volkswagen for a while? It's a good one. Anyway, continue. So yeah, I bought a new car on Saturday, which was wonderful. I'm back in the the Nissan family of cars, which was my oh. first car was an Altima, so I'm the Nissan. I'm, I'm back in the Nissan world. But um to to change that incredibly fun positive story to just a terrible negative. I woke up Tuesday morning to see that it had been hit while parked. Yay, Philly, it was... baby. Philly, go birds. Yeah, I had it for three days, and it's already undrivable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy left me his insurance on a note on my windshield, but instead of giving me his phone number, gave me his address. So wait, I love the Philly mentality. It was like you either call my insurance or you can come fight me. Yeah. <laughs> which which is why I, I had to bring the police into it, which is not something oh I God. ever want to do. That's amazing. <laughs> I tried to drive it because I, I was parked like around the corner and I was like, oh, there's a spot out front. Let me mm-hmm. at least put it there. And the whole time I was driving down my street, my car was just crooked. So like to go straight, my car was crooked. Oh, that's amazing. Which, which was a lot of fun, but also like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah, I just bought Tokyo this. drifting going straight. Yeah, I just bought this thing and it's already broken. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. I can't believe, I just love how this is uh, your story that you were like, okay, I'm ready. I'm, I'm locked and loaded to fucking do this story because I'm. it's so funny. But for our like for our actual show today like we were both just too anxious to even talk about like our own personal lives we're like hi guest let's talk (laughs) i i I think we picked the one time where neither of us could be passionate to do passionate (laughs) we're just like there's other things going on (laughs) (laughs) i can't i just kept on walking around work going oh anxious boy anxious boy yeah yeah so like that that was like the the other curse of this thing is if the accident didn't happen i go to work i don't pay attention to it all day i voted mm-hmm. before so i didn't have to worry about that so like all of a sudden the only thing i had to do to like on election day was sit and stare at my phone and, and I was watch like, god damn it like it's not what i wanted <laughs> and of course we recorded this on election day before any results were in yeah you can hear it in our voice we're even just like listen i hope our intro is better than this <laughs> like the the show went great our guest is amazing oh yeah uh, don't, don't let us undersell it ellie is yeah. wonderful and helps us make this uh tumultuous time i would palatable. say aunt <laughs> diane helps us that's true i don't know if i could leave aunt diane in the episode but We'll, well, at least, well, at least know she was there. Just know that she is one of the... Uh, uh, what was that board game? Guess Who? Yeah. She's one of the... If, if there's a Feel Feelings-themed Guess Who, Anti-Anne's in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. basically just Iggy and Anti-Anne, but still. Still <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah. So one, one day we'll have like that Simpsons poster that has every single Simpsons yeah, character yeah. ever made, but it'll be just like very very inside jokes (laughs) i want part of it will be this mug that um i was supposed to give to uh um goran but i never got to see him because quarantine hit and everything but it's a mug with garfield on it that says debbie (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's awesome i've actually been reading a lot of garfield lately well did that tie into the whole uh episode right it does a little bit yeah i've been reading 
every day now since we recorded that last week i've been reading newspaper comics again i started calvin and Hobbes from the beginning which is just wonderful like it's absolutely delightful i can imagine yeah if you if you're having trouble dealing with the current times just read calvin and Hobbes. feel like a kid again I would want to feel like a kid again. I'm already, like, chunky, but I'm, like, okay with who I am as a person. Back when I was uh, a kid, I had a lot of fucking dysmorphia been, issues. I, I've been this confident since I was a child. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm not a confident boy. Like, I'm confident now. I, th- I don't think it's confidence. I think I'm just apathetic. <laughs> oh, yeah. For, like, and for me, confidence is very relative. But yeah, it's not like, it's like, like unconfident. <laughs> I met a girl. We love each other. I got a dog. I got other shit to worry about than, uh, like, the the boob shadow that i have underneath <laughs> my shirt <laughs> yeah your dog will love you anyway yeah as long as i feed him he's fine yeah casey keeps on buying him clothes and Aww. he loves it which is annoying <laughs> what a good dog oh he's a good dog speaking of good dogs uh ellie Semberly, our guest is gonna get a good dog apparently got a dog today if you want to check out did we drop in her um instagram Oh, my flashlight's still on. I'm such an old man. <laughs> that has become a regular issue for you on this show. <laughs> oh, looking something up. Oh, blinding people. Got it. Oh shit. Let's hold on. Wait. Let me just let me just Google that real quick. Let me just uh one second. Oh I'm just, no. I'm just Googling just what? Huh? I could oh. see before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, oh yeah, Ellie Zemmerling on the show today. Uh she uh, is getting or I think a woman that she looks after is getting a dog. So let's just say, Ellie Sandler, she's getting a dog. There's the connection. She yeah. got a dog. I followed I followed the dog on this episode. The fucking dog gave us a, uh, a, a, a suggestion for the playlist this week, by the way. Oh, really? Yes. Would you like to know what the suggestion yeah, was? What is, what is the, the dog passionate about? Uh, let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> you know? That that definitely sounds like something the Admiral would really go for. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get it. Caveat, it says, uh, let the body sit the floor. I'm really into murder. <laughs> <laughs> and and yes, we're sure this is the dog speaking. Yes. This is in no way our guest Ellie Summerling, who is a genuine sweetheart. When when Ellie turns and murders people, we can just assume it's another son of Sam. Yep, just a son of Sam. It's John Deary. John Deary is son of Sam. <laughs> John Deary is talking to Ellie through her dog. <laughs> yep. Uh, I had to kill I had to kill the president and my dog told me he was the Antichrist. Um Do you remember <laughs> that, that note? Uh so you can find Ellie on Instagram at uh, her name, Ellie.summerling. Um you can also you know what? Fuck it. Uh follow Admiral.snuggles on Instagram as well. Some good content coming out of that. Oh, yeah, these, um, will, these will both be in the show notes. Yeah, Ellie Ellie uh, is one of those comedians that's like, I once embarrassed her. Uh, not embarrassed her, I think I more embarrassed myself uh, by introducing her on stage by going, this next comedian, I want to read fairy tales to me while I go to sleep um, <laughs> because she's just like a fairy godmother and I love her so much. Um, but a hilarious comedian performing pretty fairly regularly I would say uh, she's pulling it off. <laughs> yeah, she's like one of these comedians that like made it out of the pandemic. Is like, no, no, I ain't done. She's not like us. She didn't even start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she decided to actually do work. <laughs> yeah, she did the damn thing, and uh, I am jealous and also so very proud of her. So, Dan, roll us in to the episode, will you? All right. So yeah, uh, George already told you her handles. Other than that, we have. Ellie Summerling, who you can check out in all those places, and we're talking about what makes us passionate. Here it is. Pot on passionately. Hey, Ellie, how are you? Hey, guys, how are you? Good. How are you feeling? Feeling good. It's a uh, it's election night. I'm feeling anxious, but I'm oh, cooking absolutely. dinner to cope with those nerves. What are you What are you cooking? I'm chick- uh, chicken soup. Chicken I'm still soup. making the stock, but the, is, is the this for the be... teenage soul? Is this for the this is for the elderly old lady soul? Okay, who's two days away from getting a puppy. Nice. You don't have to call Ooh. her old. She's in the next room. She can't hear me. <laughs> I do feel like I have the same exact you soul. You and she are just. <laughs> I definitely present old lady energy. Dump Meg. Dump Meg right now. Come over here. You think I'm meant for Diane? I, think so. I mean, I think if anything, you need a Diane in your life. Just like if you're just like two old women shooting the shit in like a rocker somewhere, you know, that seems like, yeah, you know. I definitely could be like 
sitting all day watching Turner Classic Movies with mm-hmm. a Diane. I could definitely oh, see myself she doing won't that. Pay for Turner Classic Movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. I'm a oh, provider. Yeah, Danny. Yeah. You know, Diane, Danny, it, it could work. I could see it. I find it cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I've come closer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're, we're just going to only take the Diane route from what she said. You're you're getting a puppy. Yeah. Are you getting a puppy or is Diane getting a puppy? We I live with her. I I take care of her all day. What a fun roommate. And sometimes in the middle of the night. There's only the one time it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we are getting a puppy. I'm going to train it and I'm going to train it. I'm going, I'm coming in close so she can't hear. I'm going to train it to be like an emotional care dog. Oh, nice. So you're not that for her. I get that. That's good. Just like I take care of her, but like I'm kind of preoccupied, but not emotionally, (laughs) but like, but like keeping, keeping her fed and clothes, like doing wash, doing laundry, doing Mm -hmm. dishes, cleaning, cooking, you know, it's, it's very, it's wildly time consuming, probably because I'm always in the house and I'm always seeing the things that are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta handle that. Yeah. Well, fantastic. I'm, 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 I I love the fact that you are doing that. That makes me smile. And it it, it reminds me of just like how good you are, But you know, this is even better. Okay. She's naming the dog. Yes. Snuggles. Snuggles is a good, it's a good one. I'm calling him Admiral Snuggles. You can follow (laughs) him on Instagram. Snuggles. Ellie, Damn. plugs at the end. Plugs this, at the end. This, this dog has an Instagram already, and you don't even have this dog yet. It's true. But have, have we seen dog. this dog? Okay, we have pictures of the dog. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have so many pictures yeah. of this dog. I think I've even seen pictures of this dog already. You probably almost seen pictures of this have dog. because Meg follows me. Yeah. And she follows um, Admiral Snuggles. Oh, my God. This dog has a little heart on the top of its head. I know. Yeah. Isn't that wow, the cutest thing in the world? Wowzers, I'm going to give that a like and a follow. Heck yeah, Brutherman. That is great. Did you, so this dog was not like my dog where it was found in the trash, huh? This is like a no. real dog. <laughs> a real dog? This is a yeah, real no, dog. We, um, she, I'll tell you the story. I feel like Danny's probably heard it five or six times now. But um, we, when I came to live with her, because she had an aide who like quit. She's a little, she's a little difficult sometimes. <laughs> but, um, no. <laughs> Come on. We love Diane. Anyway, you'll we see get what Diane I mean on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you probably will, honestly. <laughs> um, she quit, and I was like, "I'm going to go and stay with her." But if I'm doing this like long term, we're getting a dog, and this is what I had in my head. And I got there, I was like, "I'll just like drop it into conversation and see how she reacts in a couple months." So I was planning on dropping it into conversation around now. And like day one, a puppy came on the television and she was like, oh, look at that puppy. Isn't it cute? And I was like, oh, <laughs> this bitch, she's trying to work me the way I was going to work her. <laughs> so after a couple of months, I was like, Auntie Anne, is the dog something that you want? And she was like, oh, I hadn't thought of it, but I think I would like that. I was like, oh, we can look into different breeds. I didn't even get the words. I, I was like, we can look into adoption. And she was like, I want a Boston Terrier. I was like, okay, you have <laughs> this has been on your mind for probably a couple of years now. But um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get we're picking him up day after tomorrow. I uh I'm so excited yeah. for you. My friends that um the guy who uh, produced my EP a couple years ago and uh dating like a, a long, long time friend. Um, but they both have two uh Boston Terriers and they're like the funnest, cutest, most lovable. They're adorable. They're adorable and they're like really good dogs. Like no real they're very trainable. Yeah. Uh what is it, Maxine and there's another one. She has a dog named Maxine. She has Maxine. a dog named Maxine, and then I forget the boy's name. Can I tell you we had a dog named Maxine for 18 years? Wow. Yeah. And this dog loved my sister loved my mother was fine with my dad and was like stank eye to me for 18 years <laughs> for 18 fucking years wow and on his commitment. 18th birthday found out one he's <laughs> kanye 2020 <laughs> maxine's a gold digger maxine she was a good 
She just barks at everything. Why am but I struggling so much? What are you looking for? The boy, the boy dog. Let's just call it Max. Well, Maxine is the tiny girl one. And she's cute because like every time I. Yeah. So why wouldn't the boy just be Max and we can leave it? <sighs> no, because then they listen to the show and they're going to get mad. Well, then I'm going to leave all How of this. How dare in. you? <laughs> So, Ellie, you're getting a puppy. That's something people seem to be passionate about. Yeah. What's something that you're passionate Ollie. about? Well, the boy's name is Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, oh. George. <laughs> but let's talk about I, le passion. Le passion. Oh, the, my, my passion. Mm. Uh, <laughs> is that I, what that means? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, my passion, I'm very passionate about funding for the arts. There you go. Which, I, it's a... It's election day. I don't know when people are going to see this. But this this will be Friday. Friday. So <laughs> when when people hear this versus George and I's intro, it could be a vastly different mi- mind state. There is a beautiful sky, and I'm taking that as like it's either a good omen or a bad omen. Well, pick but skies at night, which... sailors delight. It's a good omen, and if it's not a good omen, then it's like, well, at least you got one more. There you go. <laughs> Before the world ended, yeah. yeah. Before the sky was made of fire, you got one last nice one. Just hoping that's not the case. And then they'll literally light the air on fire. Yeah. Like, it's either I mean, the sky looks like it's Isn't that what China fire. did to, like, clear the smog before the Beijing Olympics? That yeah. Sounds like yeah. it, right? <laughs> There's places by my house in Jersey that are constantly on fire, so. Okay. Stop talking shit I'm on not, Jersey. It's, it's a of- fact. There are part of the Meadowlands that are still on fire. <laughs> he lives there. Ellie, I live in North Jersey now. I'm in the thick of it. I know. It's still New Jersey. Even it's it's our, you know, backwards cousin. Maybe we're the backwards cousin. We are. Ah uh, yeah, Jersey got it right. Jersey has has always had it right. Like at least at the like I'm not even a big pot person, but at least we'll probably have legal marijuana at the end of this. <laughs> That's cool. That means that everybody in Philly will also. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So funding funding for the arts. Yes. Is it is it something you participate in? Like is there like a, a path that you as would much like as I can. tell people like this is how I do it and it seems to be pretty effective? Oh, I'm not able to fundraise just as my personality won't allow. Oh, I feel like I'm very <laughs> but, bad at it yeah. also. Like anytime I try to, people are like, I don't know that I want to be on the same side as that guy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant. I mean, like I have trouble asking people for money. Oh, it's yeah. that, that's very that's difficult. That's kind of yeah. like part of the issue is that generally arts folks are not the people like, bitch, give me money. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we need people to do that for us. It's a little problematic, but like I come from a very uh, theater based background, a very like music arts kind of situation. And, you know, just having been in a teaching situation where the football team was like everything in that school and going from like, you know, because I feel like some people know I spent two years in England doing my master's degree and the arts are very much supported and like not to the degree that anyone wants them to be, but much more than in the U S they're funded and sort of, uh, what's it called? Endowed much more mm-hmm. freely. Well, you think about like all of the TV shows that everyone loves that made it, made its way to America. Like all of that is government funded. Yeah. 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 It's BBC and BBC isn't technically government funded, but they, they have a charter from the queen and they, you know, everybody who owns a TV has to have a TV license and that money goes to the BBC. So it is essentially a tax. It functions the same Mm. way as a tax, even though it's not a tax because it's not obligatory. You don't have to own a television, but like the arts are, are fairly well funded there. And going from that situation to American schools where like football is king and there's nothing wrong with football. Like, I think it's great that these kids are moving their bodies and like hopefully learning how to be healthy. And breaking their body. Breaking <laughs> their body. Breaking their I mean, minds and spirit. Wait, Ellie, did you know that Dan played football for most of his life? 
Did you really? I think we're just past the threshold where I can't say that technically anymore. Yeah, I played yeah. for a very long time. <laughs> like half his life, he was a football yeah. player. And it's blown my mind ever since I found this out. Because it's like, you like emo music. That's impossible. That's wild yeah. to me. I played football from when I was four until 14, I believe. And then I coached for oh, like another my. five or six years after that. Yeah. I, I was involved in football yeah. for a really, really long time. I can't believe you played football. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. For it is it is strange. But he also is severely I mean, I just concussed, see your hair, so. Danny, and I'm like, for sure that kid got beat up. Oh, I a lot. In I didn't at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, was I was shock. <laughs> I was neither bullied nor bully. Like I, I got neither side of it. I was just in, I was just there in high school. He was present. <laughs> I, I was I was present just about every day. And that was it. <laughs> That's all I did in high school was be in high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost <Nice>. worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't isn't like, you know, like Is it not worse? No, I mean, like if you're on stage as a comedian and you're having a great yeah. set, it's a great feeling. Oh, and there's one person who's just like, but no, I'm saying like, OK, you have that. And then you have just the worst bomb of your life. That the people a whole show where people are just like, I don't care is so much worse like if you are just if they are just present that is that is awful if they're engaged and present but just not laughing that's okay it's not great yeah yeah some, especially if the guy before go that immediately yeah. after has them like defying yeah <laughs> second it, second half raven this is what i'm talking about just everyone's there that like they're go but gonna go up later tonight <laughs> like, <laughs> They're just there to go up and they're all going to be met by the same indifference because it's yep. the same people. But like, oh, and I was I'm met sorry, with Jay. that same indifference in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so the the funding of the arts thing, uh, I know that in I did not know that about Britain, but I know their uh, their Commonwealth up north in Canada. That's a big deal mm. with uh, musicians because it is a government funded program in some capacity, I'm not quite sure on the specifics of it, but bands can apply for money uh, through the Canadian government so they can make music videos by hiring art students and stuff. Uh, so like it's that's why, like, if you look at a like a fairly underground like punk band or like an indie band from Canada, uh, their videos are always really, really good. <laughs> like <laughs> the the pop punk band Pup. Uh, they're from Canada and their first video and then I think they did another one had the kid from Stranger Things like right before he, Stranger Things took off in it. Oh wow. Yeah and like part Which of, one? Uh, Finn Wolfhard. Nice! Yeah there's like a whole video it's a beautiful video to make you cry. It's about um like a bunch of kids running away and uh, and he gets a dog and it does not end well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the song is written about how like he uh, like loves I think that's about a cat Canadians have this thing with writing songs about cats and uh, it's about like a cat that he got after tour because he wanted something to come home to and then it's like this really powerful like angsty angry song I'll send you a link we'll put it in the playlist this month of this week okay. um, but yeah no it's like a thing they're like the British uh, Commonwealth and I guess Britain as well like really Strong. I mean, you got to think that like half of Britain's culture, uh, they attribute to Shakespeare, which is not a bad thing. But like, mm. like we have a very like I feel like if Shakespeare is the way it is funded in England, like Mar the Mark Twain Award is like its redneck cousin. You know what I mean? Because that's like what America has. It's like the Mark Twain Award for comedy and art. And that's really it. That's about as far as we went. Yeah. Oh, we've got. Like, I don't know. I feel like we do have an abundance of of wonderful writers and like poets and like even now, like if you look into like poets writing now, some of their work is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And like, well, one of uh, a girl I know from college just got a um, she just got a grant or something. But, like, it's taken her years, years of writing, like, top frickin' tier poetry mm -hmm. to get a grant so that she can write poetry. Like, yeah. And I know that people are like, it's just poetry, but Robert Frost was just a poet, yeah. you know? Like, Walt Whitman 
was a poet. We and have he a, got a fucking whole bridge. bridge named after he him. has a whole bridge. He's got a he has whole, an entire bridge. He's got a mall on the island. If you, if you know, it's the wall. He does. It's all of those cute. leaves of grass. It, it's literally like five minutes from Hofstra where I went. Oh, uh, no good. I didn't know. I you worked were in that mall on the island, and we've known each other for so long. Um, uh, what was gonna say? It was so important too. It was like it was it was about things. Um, poetry, Walt Whitman. Poetry. Uh, grants and stuff. Like, yeah, you look at you look at um how like it's an interesting anecdote that someone paid Harper Lee like a year's worth of rent to be like, just write your book. Like they funded it. Like people used to be funded by like, I mean, I'm sure there's been parts of American history where they were funded by certain grants and organizations and stuff. But more or less you find that like people that are doing art that is really like they have the opportunity to are in a privileged area of of their life where like someone can just fund them their rent you know yeah but i i don't think that it's as much there was money therefore there was art as it was people valued art Mm. and therefore there was an explosion of it and we look back on that time as a time of like high culture and like because because even if they didn't have because there was enough funding for them. And sometimes it was done privately, but that was private citizens going, this is worthwhile. There was culturally, um, and I guess impetus to fund that and to take part in that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like there was a sense of pride in, oh, I might not be a writer, but I helped get this thing made. Yeah, to, to that, be a patron, which like the whole Patreon thing now. Yeah, yes. Patreon or GoFundMe or something. But like to yes. be a patron yeah. where you're just like, oh, you're Da Vinci. I want to see Da Vinci paintings. If I don't pay for Da Vinci paintings, there won't be Da Vinci paintings. So I'm going to hire you to just sit in my garage and paint. <laughs> sit in my garage what, and Whatever paint. an Italian yeah. garage is. In, in the era. It's a garage. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. That's what it's Italian for garage. I uh, in third grade, they made us take like they had like high school kids come and try to teach us a language. And they brought in it, the an Italian like two kids that were in like the Italian major or whatever it is, the Italian path from the high school. Uh, but I always confused Italian and French because uh, I thought <laughs> they were the same thing. So they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to teach you kids Italian. Let's make your little name tag so we can all do your names. Uh, so I wrote a name tag and said George, and I put an Eiffel Tower, and I put a piece of toast to be like French toast. And he went, wow, that's really good. I think you can be a great artist someday. Uh, we're learning Italian. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, like, that's awesome. That's, that haunts me sometimes. Um, <laughs> you know what's interesting? Hmm. Sidebar, kind of. The word in Welsh for microwave is popty ping, and I just find that fascinating. That is great. Throw it in the popty Pop- ping. Yeah, I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely better. I do like Welsh. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Ellie's seen this video, but for our listeners at home, if you ever want just like a fun, just a fun time, just to like, if everything goes wrong tonight and you want this like a quick hit of serotonin, watch this video of a weatherman correctly pronouncing that one really long name. That one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Where he just hucks a loogie for 15 seconds on a oh national God, news. It's thing. Amazing. Because he's like a black dude. And I think that people had been like, oh, he can't pronounce it. He was like, bitch, I know my will. Yeah. He just says it. <laughs> I have no and idea like, what you're talking about. I oh my gosh! Can we pause for a minute so you can watch this video? Hold on, I'll send yeah, if you want to share it, yeah. It's actually it's actually a bunch of names. It's like the town of Saint David, Saint yeah. Bridget, Saint. Like, there's a lot of different names in it. There's a video of I can't do it. Dan, just Google uh, uh, the <laughs> Welsh town weatherman. <laughs> Google guy says name right. <laughs> Yeah, it'll probably come up. <laughs> but, uh, will. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh I was listening to this thing where it was uh Michael Sheen explaining Welsh slang to John Hamm, who was explaining uh like St. Louis slang uh to each other. Uh, and one I of them seen- was just that whole long thing. 
And he pronounces the whole thing. And he was like, oh, it's a town. It's a town that I lived near when I was a kid. And uh, it basically just means like, it's just directions. Like the whole town is like, it's St. Peter's Place, down the river, across the hill, just of the shirt. Like that's the whole name of it, but in Welsh. <laughs> oh, yeah. so good. I forget that you love British. Ellie. The one thing that like I was thinking of, and we kind of got away from the topic, but like funding of the arts... <laughs> We're the, talking about Welsh shit now. Yeah. We've moved on. But I don't know it, so I'm going back to where I'm comfortable. Oh, Wayne Glendower. <laughs> all our all our fans in Wales were just like, hell yeah, dude. Oh, Glendower. He would have funded the arts. He would have. <laughs> no, he would have funded them if he was the one doing the art. But, he was apparently an extraordinarily pompous man. Anyway. Of course. But if England, if Wales <laughs> ever needs him, he'll come back. It's been he will. 500 he'll years, but he'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say, there's in America, there's the MacArthur Fellowship, the Genius Grant. That is where, true. Like, I, I just read Lincoln on the Bardo or Lincoln in the Bardo this year, which was written by George Saunders, which was after he got the like MacArthur Fellowship and he could just do whatever he wanted. He put together this incredibly intricate, like well-researched book that is also like historical fiction about like the moments after Lincoln's son died and his son in purgatory that like, it has all mm. these historical quotes that are like pulled from critics throughout like his whole political life. And it paints a whole new picture of Lincoln that is based on actual fact. And he had the time to actually research these things and find firsthand sources that most people don't really address when they're talking about Lincoln. And it, like makes this like beautiful bizarre novel that like I, I would recommend to anybody it is a quick read but also like very profound and very like in, informative still on top of it despite being something that is 100 percent manufactured it has like roots in reality and and in the actual like who lincoln was and in, in his actual life not just like honest Abe and like that kind of perception yeah. of him He's on the penny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I was English. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of the MacArthur Grant, I only know about one other person that's won the MacArthur Grant, which was Chris Thiele. Um, And it's funny to think about like musicians versus scholars where like clearly this guy that got the MacArthur Grant was like, I want to dive deep. I want to make sure it's right, but I want something entertaining that is also powerful. And then Chris Thiele was like, oh, I'll probably like donate some charity. and I'm going to buy this like million dollar mandolin. <laughs> like i just want to buy this thing because it's neat <laughs> like i i just think that's a really impressive thing too because it's not like one person gets it every year like there's just like a dozen half a dozen or a dozen or more yeah people. it's not very many people get that but like, yeah. they do it every year and it's just like we don't care what you do with this like we yeah. think that you are presenting something to the world that the world needs to see and if nothing comes of it, nothing comes of it. But here's your chance. We're giving you the chance to actually do it. Yeah, but it's only a handful of people who get that opportunity. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know? artists, you know. And, yeah. And if more people had more, un and especially funding in schools, mm -hmm. like that is kind of like, it's great to fund it nationally as like for adults and for, you know, professional artists i think specifically theaters would really really benefit from it uh comedy theaters would probably really benefit <laughs> from it especially in the time of pandemic uh or any place doing live performance of any kind but like in schools like most kids don't even have the opportunity to work that muscle enough to know whether or not they like doing oh yeah when, a specific when i was teaching kindergarten i had a a principal who told us not to let the kids color. So, yeah, so like, that is a major I development. In <laughs> fairness, they will they will eat the crayons, but it's important that they, they learn. will use up all the crayons. Yeah, you know, and like she, you know, the kid that's just like taking the crayon to the back of the crayon sharpener in the box and he's just whittling down tickle me pink. And all of a sudden, you don't have tickle me pink anymore, and you got to use fucking macaroni and cheese. And that's not even a great color. It's a great color, but it's not color. All right, it's a food. Yeah. They then eat the mac and cheese flavored crayon. It's not flavored. It tastes like a crayon. And now Braden has an intestinal tract disorder. 
<laughs> Brayden deserves it. Yeah. Honestly, if Brayden's parents aren't teaching him how to color at home and he comes in and does that, I won't be held responsible. Uh, do you, yeah. I guess, do you want to go to break real quick? Yeah, we can do that. Let me ask you guys something. Whatever happened to predictability? There must be some magic clues inside these gentle walls. Sometimes you get a feeling like you need some kind of change. I don't get any of those references. But each week on Talking Sit, Silas P. and a guest do a deep dive and raise up the sitcoms that raised us. Did Mr. Belvedere really sit on his balls? Why do people call him Uncle Joey when he wasn't related to the Tanners? And does anyone else remember Head of the Class? Find out each week on Talking Sit with Silas P. And we're back. Danny, are you passionate about Jim Carrey? Because you spend like 30. Like, usually we take a we don't take a break uh, on, on the show. But fuck, did we just talk for 30 minutes yeah. about Jim Carrey? <laughs> yeah, Ellie, Ellie made some tea and we just hung out for like a long time. <laughs> did we? It was, was really it, nice. I, I'm sorry people aren't going to get to hear it. It'll go in the bonus episode. Yeah, that'll be that'll be our bonus clips. Our year, our year episode or something. Yeah, <laughs> this will be the stuff you didn't hear all year. She put it down. I'm still here. <laughs> I had to stir the pot. Yeah, that's that's just really like you. Like our emotional, <laughs> always stirring the pot. Like you needed to stir a physical pot. <laughs> you stir in that pot. Look Ooh. at that soup. Yeah. So yeah, it looks dude. so good. Soup. Smells real good. So I at the, the the risk of of crossing over to my other podcast, which we. We just did this episode would be actually today when we're recording the part two of it just went up. But we just did an episode or two part episode on the rank bank about newspaper comics. Mm. And I found myself getting really, <laughs> really swept up in that world again. Like that, and that is why your picture is of Delbert. Yeah, it's uh, Delbert having been murdered by characters in Pearls Before Swine. There you go. One, one of my absolute favorite runs in like the history of newspaper comics. <laughs> like <laughs> you, you, you hear all these classic ones and like you have like Charlie Brown and the football and you have like Dilbert and his boss and like that shit and Garfield and lasagna. For me, when they're like newspaper comics, I'm like, what about that time where Pearls Before Swine called a hit on a real life dude? And then <laughs> the end of that run was they murdered Dilbert. <laughs> like, it is it is so good. It is so Amazing. funny. That is like, crazy. They they set it up by breaking the fourth wall and having Rat, one of the main characters, talking to the writer, the the uh, cartoonist and writer. And he's like, so if there's not a censor, like an actual person at the syndicate where like they kind of police what goes out. Will anybody be there to stop it? And he's like, no, I guess not. And then he calls out a hit using the guy's actual name to kill the guy <laughs> who was responsible for censoring stuff at the syndicate. And then <laughs> the next strip is like, we got him. And they're like, what's his name? And they're like, oh, well, I guess we didn't get him. And they had killed Dilbert. <laughs> oh my god it's amazing what you can accomplish with what like six panels three or something three three, yeah. it's, it's, three panels. i think it was like a two-week run maybe not even maybe just a week but it was wow. like three panels a day and they murdered dilbert <laughs> <laughs> like I, I i found myself when when we were we were having that discussion just like being amazed with, with just that idea of like how much you can convey in three pictures yeah it's it's kind of like i've always tried to like i had friends that were very into like calvin and Hobbes, but that seemed like a, like an, a journey i had to go on i love calvin and Hobbes, and it's like it's i hear things one. about delbert and uh what, what's that other one the family like it's marmaduke, family family marmaduke. <laughs> there's no it's not family series but it's like the, they got like a big nose it's like a husband and wife she's always nagging him like it's just it's that, just, oh that, oh my god that is exactly the theme herman oh it could be herman yeah no no, Her, no herman's, herman. herman's like a bizarre one that, yeah, that sounds, yeah, that sounds yeah. a little too straightforward um, like blondie no, it's, the, it's the old lady with the curls 
Yeah. With the curlers in oh, and the old man. Yeah, I forget what they're called. Yeah, them. Oh, and then there's like what, Doonesbury or what? What? What's yeah, Doonesbury, mm. which is like aggressively political and like yeah. stays current with the news and updates as it goes, which is not a thing a lot of comics do. But like, yeah. I, I look at ones where like like Calvin and Hobbes, you're you're watching like a kid grow up, and you're like, it's never been presented so well in anything mm-hmm. as it is in Calvin and Hobbes of like this is how kids feel, where they're like equally excited to do something and also terrified of it at the same time yeah but like that is so much of it because like when you think about not the entirety of what charlie brown was though sort of no i thought the entirety of charlie brown was just that piano song honestly (laughs) that that song like what was it linus and lucy played i knew kids that loved that my roommate dennis has a yo cool tattoo doing a kickflip on the back of his leg uh and just anytime that song came on for, you know, holiday specials or a TV show or something, I could not give any less of a shit. Like, I, I don't know it. why. It's just like the piano tune turned me off. Couldn't do it. Oh, I know. Dude. Yeah, with, I like, with, with Peanuts, you're seeing like Charlie Brown reacting to the world in a very real way. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you, you see that he's depressive. That like he's definitely going through something. So like mm-hmm. you're you're not seeing the like the full childhood thing. He's like a a vessel for depression. Yeah, that's true. But with like with Calvin, you're watching him, and then the person that he's talking to is in his imagination. So both of those things are like having a conversation with each other about like oh my God, I'm going to go sled down this hill. It's going to be absolutely exciting. I can't wait to do it. And then you have also him in the voice of his pet, like a uh, stuffed tiger going, this is terrifying. We shouldn't do it. We should never do anything like this ever again. Let's go home. Like yeah. that, that, that to me feels what being a kid felt like. And like, I, I, I can't think of anything else that does that. Yeah. It's weird how emotional, not weird. I think it's, uh, I don't want to even say interesting because I said too much on the podcast, but endearing how when people discuss Calvin and Hobbes, it is that like heartwarming aspect of it. I, I distinctly remember a friend from college trying to explain to me Calvin and Hobbes and be like, you need to listen, they'd watch this or look at it. It's it's going to be great. Um, and then he showed me, I, th- I feel like it was one of the first things he showed me to try to sell me on it. And it's the last panel. Oh, where the, they go the very sledding. last one yeah yeah they go sledding and they go off the off the thing and there's like oh they're on adventures and i ask, well what happens after that yeah and let's goes, go exploring it's a great yeah. ending but also if that's the beginning it's not a great ending i get it yeah right uh but he like i remember him like you know how like when you get like you show someone something and then you find yourself just staring at them to like see their reaction you know well, yeah, that's like uh, I had I had someone try to get me into Buffy by showing me the uh, musical episode first, mm. which they're like, you like you like musicals, you like this type of like genre. Let's start you right here. But they failed to realize how much plot is actually in that episode, that it's not just like yeah. a gimmicky thing. So like I'm watching like I have no idea what's going on and like asking so many questions that I was missing stuff that they were like you would love this part but like but I have to know what's happening to love it yeah right so Let's like pause I, I still so have I can to go back this. and watched it because it was just the wrong place to do it from yeah Buffy is good Buffy's fantastic yeah. that's what I hear I I have nothing against it it's just one of those where like same with like Harry Potter where I finally sat down and watched it all this the worst year to pick to watch it yeah. We had, we had been trying for a long time to watch it. it. It kept like popping up on platforms and then disappearing from platforms. And we we had gotten like two in and then it disappeared. And then we got two more and then it disappeared. And we finally wrapped up the last four. Like at the Cancel. beginning of quarantine. So but right was, before everyone was like, cancel. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. kidding. Rowling. You know, I think. Well. 
I think she was like, I have to justify all of this book that I wrote. Mm -hmm. So let me say these horrible things and people will understand where I'm coming from. And it's like, but your point is shitty. Yeah. It's a shitty point of view. (laughs) That's what you didn't count on. And now you've canceled yourself. Mm -hmm. You were one of the most beloved people on the earth and you squandered that so that you could like, I think she was trying to preemptively defend her book. I'm putting wine in the soup. It does feel more like that now. That knowing that like that was sort of sort of a plot point. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are like, she said all these horrible things, and then she wrote that horrible book. And it's like, I think yeah, it was, I, I think I, it was yeah. the other way I don't around. Think that was the order. Books books don't happen that quickly. Exactly. But anyway, if you want to talk about famous writers canceling themselves, Scott Adams, who wrote Dilbert, is just a famous maniac now. Oh, is he? Really? He is like, n- not like I, I said the same thing on on the other show. It's like I I I tend not to just like shut people out based on just disagreeing with me politically, but he's in that realm where he's beyond that. Where wow. he was like pro Trump before Trump was running for president. When when Trump was like, show us your birth certificate. So a neo, he was yeah. pro Trump. Yeah. Who else? Oh, it was that kid that wrote like Aragorn Gorn, or Aragon. That dra- the, oh, the dragon the books. The, the, yeah, the dragon books. Dragon books, fella. He's he's all he's a little wackadoo. Well, it's like uh, Orson Scott Card who wrote Ender's Game. Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. too. <laughs> writes one of the, the best science fiction novels ever, which is usually a progressive genre or at least libertarian. But like <laughs> he he went so far in a hateful direction when no one was asking him. Like it no wasn't one like he was this. answering a question and got stuck in like a bad answer. Like he just offered it to the world. Like, uh, no one fuck. was like clamoring for Orson Scott Card's opinion on the world. And were, <laughs> he was like, "But what if I told you I hated the gays?" And he's like, "Okay, well I guess we're oh, not going to read Ender's Game anymore." Yeah, no, sorry. Like enjoy the money you got from the movie. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I've always wanted to read it too, but. Oh, uh, fuck. Not, I tried to read happen. Ready Player One before it came out, and that is a thick book. I feel like I would be very annoyed with that book. <laughs> it's fine. Like, it's okay. I thought the it's movie just... was cool, but only because it had all those things I like. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was it in itself wasn't a thing I liked, but it had all of those things that I liked. Very rarely do I like sit down and watch a movie by myself. I'm not a big movie guy. I like things about movies, but I'm not I don't have the attention span nor the uh, calmness of mind to sit down and watch a whole movie. Um, But once in a while, I'll catch myself. And I think there was a night that I was like, I'm not going to go out to do open mics tonight. I'm just having a me night. And I watched (laughs) Ender's Game and honest, not Ender's Game. I watched uh, uh, Ready Player One and. Eh, like it was yep. interesting and it was fine and that makes it feel like a waste of a night it, i mean it? it wasn't even like a waste of a night but it was like at least i got to check that one off my list you know like i tried to make it productive by doing something so like basically my whole thing is to learn enough about pop culture movies tv shows music what have you to hold down a conversation at a party yeah like i i just watched the uh the bob dylan rolling thunder tour documentary that martin scorsese made like just this afternoon i watched it and like now i feel like i could talk about joni mitchell a little bit or joan byron that like if they come up in conversation i have a thing i could say like yeah i I got something out of it yeah like there's we were on hulu not hulu on amazon prime and i was going through all their documentaries and stuff uh because me and casey wanted to research our halloween costumes by watching jay and silent pop strike back no did you watch the reboot we did watch the reboot i loved it the ruby oh so i loved it really really good i I went in with no expectations and i fucking loved it it warmed my heart like i remember because i then i went down a fucking rabbit hole of just kevin smith interviews and uh part of it was him explaining that he showed the movie to someone one of his friends and he goes it's amazing to see from clerks to strike back uh, watching them become cartoon characters, become two-dimensional characters. And then with this movie, the first time we're seeing them in a couple of years is watching them become three-dimensional characters. 
yeah. <laughs> like with feelings and thoughts and emotions. Uh, but it was so good. Yeah. But we were watching that. I was flipping through their, uh, I was flipping through the documentaries and stuff. And there was one about that record store that was in New York, other music. And I feel like that's something I could like, you know, watch and then bring up in conversations where it's like, oh yeah, the whole New York city scene from like vampire weekend on owes itself to this fucking record store. Uh, Vampire Weekend. Yes. Vampire don't judge me. I oh love that. No, I don't judge you, but I did call them Werewolf Sundays a couple nights ago. Because <laughs> uh, I couldn't remember what the name of the record was when it was like Vampires in the City or whatever that, the, the Foggy City record. Yeah, the, the black and white cover one. Yeah. See, that's my thing. That was part of the conversation. <laughs> one where of them's going, called like, Contra. It's one of my favorite albums of the last 10 years. I don't know yeah. what the rest of them are called. <laughs> yeah, because I go by the picture on the front. I'm yeah. like, there's Foggy City, there's Lady, there's... Yeah. <laughs> chandelier. There's Chandelier. I think, I think black and white one is Chandelier. Is that right? No, no. Black and white one is something yeah. about, like, the, like the word vampires is in the Okay, title. black and white one is the vampires... Is Chandelier the first one then? Yes. I think so. And then, yeah, it's Vampire And then the, the Earth yeah. one is the new one. Yeah, which is just separates from the rest of their style. Which I I love that album. Also, I love playing it on Spotify because it has one of those animated covers. And so you're just watching the Earth spin. And it's really nice. That is fun. It's a good experience. Also, not many people know this because only me and Dan and a couple select few people when I first made them because I was proud of them. We have a full Google folder full of all the fake album Mondays that we do. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. we went through it. And one of them is that record. We have not posted that one. Oh, good. We finally set ourselves up for one. It'll be relevant. Yeah, we to can the actually post that. It's right. coming out after Monday, baby. We're going to post it's that one. celebration for you guys. All right. So, George, uh, what's something that, that you're passionate about or makes you passionate? See, yeah. the thing that. I'm really passionate about. I feel like ages me quite a bit, or at least makes me annoying. Hair. Like I don't have confidence in my choice. Uh, but I am very passionate, not even about like I, I love music and I love the fact that I can play instruments and stuff. But in the past couple of years, I've gone down just like a very weird road of like interesting facts about guitar and guitar manufacturing. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah. Like it's super boring, but it seems like such a fucking dad hobby. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like guitar is the new World War II. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like a lot of dads sit down, they sit in front of like the fucking American channel and they watch shit about Normandy over and over and over again. But like, I know this is a, a auditory medium, but this is a, a, a Fender uh, Telecaster Custom. It's 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 modeled after a model that came out in 1972. Uh, that's called a single coil pickup. That's called a humbucker. Uh, and I know like every bit about this guitar. But well, I I feel like like those are things that I know about a guitar, and I don't know yeah. much about a guitar. But like, it's I don't even know how to explain it. Like. Sure, people can like look at one and be like, oh, like if you have a rudimentary amount of knowledge on stuff, that's great. But it's like sometimes I'll watch a video where this guy will talk about like how the plastic on the knobs of this Les Paul were from like 1958, which because of that brings this guitar's value up from six thousand dollars to twenty two thousand dollars oh wow like, yeah, like i remember hearing shit people in a record shop talking about how he had gotten this gu like guitar and it was like super cheap but then he like took pickups from one that he was going to scrap and put it on there and that just created this like incredible sound that he wasn't expecting from like a junk guitar Mm -hmm. like that stuff intrigues me but like i'm never gonna look into how that actually works or why that makes a difference yeah. honestly i chalk that up to magic i'm just yeah. like that's magic, <laughs> that yeah, was magic. I, I go it's electricity but also electricity is magic so yeah <laughs> electric electro magic um but yeah it's just it's a weird thing that like guitar gear in general like being a gear nerd is been very strange but like I'll spend hours, fucking hours, like learning the difference between a graphite nut and a and a bone nut. Which honestly, a lot of 
guitar parts are very funnily named like they did not <laughs> think that that was gonna like bone nut that's hysterical and like it's that's all before people were like looking at guitars as like a sexual instrument like, yeah they're, they're just like i don't know we got this thing with strings and like they're like well it's called I, it's called a nut so why don't we name it this yeah i'm gonna disagree with that statement about people not finding them like to be sexual there might be a period of time in the middle where it was like a whatever instrument. Mm-hmm. However, there is evidence in Shakespeare that tech, uh, guitar or like the predecessors of guitar were very... The lute. Were they... It's got a bent dick. See, I, I was thinking of... You look like, at the top of a lute, that's of, got Peroni's disease. Like a guitar is like <laughs> a, just like a classical sitting in the back of a band kind of instrument. But like... Mm-hmm. like I guess Spanish. a lute... They would have been like... Ooh, yeah, like a, a lute would be a solo exotic. instrument frequently Mm -hmm. so like it it definitely goes hand in hand with that of like presenting yourself to the world as like here's me and here's my giant instrument this is an instrument (laughs) but then but then explain this how because i know the word fuck has been around for forever where do they get off i mean i understand that it looks like an f but they call this an f hole And they that's know. hysterical. They know. <laughs> it looks they more know. like an F. Get your finger yeah. out of that F hole. <laughs> I'm getting my finger up in this F hole. <laughs> Get it out of that S hole. F hole. <laughs> Either way, guys, fingers don't fall out. <laughs> Is this even in tune? I'm going to serenade our audience with mandolin. It does work. Beautiful. You're welcome. That's our new theme. <laughs> um... But yeah, man, like the the whole like me, uh, me and Casey, because Casey's EP is going to come out hopefully soon. We're getting masters soon. Um, And, uh, you know, we're looking into uh, initially we were looking into how we were going to play the show, the the, the songs live and like what gear would use. And I think that's kind of where I initially fell like deeper into the into the rabbit hole of music gear and, and guitar gear, like looking into what amps make certain noises, what works best for an acoustic or an electric guitar and stuff and just sort of diving headfirst into that. It's, I've learned so much, but now it's just overtaken the YouTube. It's something very interesting. It's something very passionate about, but so I'm also exhausted by it. Are, are there like people like they, that you found on YouTube who are like those kind of monotonous carpenter type videos. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit more snappy because they are showmen. There are musicians. Okay. But like, there's a guy whose name is fluff on YouTube. Of course. Who's a big, he's like a big old beard. Uh, and he plays in like a hardcore punk band called dragged under, which are very good. If you want to go listen to, Sorry, what is it called again? Dragged under. So like he, but he'll go through like all this different gear and he'll like sit down and mess with the knobs. He's done a series where he tries to match famous guitar tones um, with the original equipment or as close to the original equipment as he can get to like, this is the sound of, you know, Thunder Kiss uh, off the White Zombie album. Um, Or this is the exact sound of, uh, like the dookie sound like the sound that dookie is off of the green day album that, and like, I, I want someone to do that for me but with synth sounds if someone that, could do that, that, that with synth sounds there I would, is i would have so much fun i will send you a link um it's mostly uh neptune's stuff okay but I love that um, yeah absolutely yeah th- there's this guy it was through that uh page reverb who is like they're like an online music selling website where you can like it's basically Etsy or eBay, but its own isolated thing specifically for musical instruments. Oh, um, and fun. it's run by musicians, so it's not like you're getting shit. Um, it's like people that know their stuff. Awesome, but yeah, they do like, a series I, I of love videos like buying little synths. Uh-huh. I have a bunch of like little like pen operated like magnet ones where you're like bam, bam, bam. those are fun. <laughs> No, but it, there, there's a video on YouTube through that reverb page where he goes through. It's called the Korg Triton. 
and it's this work the workstation keyboard thing and it's just this guy playing every song from the early 2000s r&b hip-hop anything oh, produced by the neptunes yeah, that would be so much and fun. just like how that. those songs made like this is the sound this is what they use the other thing i've become determined to get is a talk box talk boxes are fun i i would love a talk box yeah ellie's giving me a confused look Oh, it's the ceiling. Why is the ceiling partly blurry? Oh, it's because it goes back. It's because of the ghosts. I just ghosts. freaked myself out. I thought it was the ghost. ghosts. We, you're not the first ghost we've had on this show. Uh, yep, the, on the episode we were talking about fear, we had a ghost. It was yeah. <laughs> it's spooky. Yeah. What timing? What timing to have fucking Sapphire? Can I just ask, uh, whose episode was that? Uh, Sapphire uh, from Scary Stories with Sapphire uh one of dan's friends from way back that was like a lot of fun to talk to but she has her own uh she's been doing this really great series about um uh like filipino culture and how it's kind of ostracized in america and like kind of not really thought about it's sort of third rate very interesting stuff she yeah, she's, on she's up one. to a lot of a lot of very high level she does stuff. shit and she was very nice to be on our show <laughs> That was a fun conversation because she's from California where she was just talking about like, I'm terrified of earthquakes and everything that involves happens in California. I was like, you should move. You should yeah. just move. <laughs> and then two days later, I think we had an earthquake in New Jersey and I, <laughs> and I messaged her and I was like, I just want to let you know that uh, New Jersey had an earthquake and we didn't even know it happened. <laughs> yeah, there Rub was one. Were, were you around for this one? Danny, you might have been. I'm not sure if you were, George. But the one that was like... I'm not that young. <laughs> I, I meant like geographically, you might not have been it. Like you might have been living someplace else because I don't know when it happened. Mm. It was like, it was like my sister was in high school, I think. So I think I was in college. So it was like 2005 to 2010. That makes sense. Yeah, there, there was one that I felt in suburban philadelphia around that time so yeah probably i think the same one. i was yeah. on long island for that one not living maybe i was living there i forget but i was definitely there because i remember watching the news on long island um and just like like people thought that like i remember we were driving and my grandma just thought like the person next to us had their bass turned up too loud in the car and that was like all yeah. we felt and then we went home and there was just like news footage of like six bricks on a roof and they're like earthquake in new york <laughs> diane don't bother with it no call back in 10 minutes Sorry. who is it no don't don't bother with it huh? don't don't bother with it okay so we're keeping all of this in correct yep <laughs> that was la's roommate um <laughs> she's a sweet lady uh, she, she does not know how to work a telephone to save her life. I don't blame her. I posted, you know what? I posted a thing today um, talking about how, like, if there's one thing I won't miss, it's this. And I posted every single political that I've gotten in the past two oh weeks. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Worse they're, than they're, ever. But because I've lived in so many places and on their records, I still live there. I've gotten calls mostly from North Carolina. Um so I've gotten them from North Carolina. I've gotten them from Pennsylvania. I've gotten them from New York. I've gotten them from New Jersey. Like I've gotten them from Connecticut. Like I've gotten them from everywhere because it's just, they find my name on a list and go, Oh, you must still live here. Um, and every single person that has texted me is that I forgot that last week's guest, Chris Esperance had called me for me to try to explain the show to him, but I was at work. So I missed that call. So it'd just be like robocall, 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 Chris Esperance, robocall, robocall, robocall. And every <laughs> single person that wrote back to me, I was like, Oh, cool. Missed a call from Chris Esperance. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so much fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm passionate about, uh, fucking robocalls now. Cause that shit, I got five a day. I don't know if you guys get this many, but I got five a day. Oh yeah. I, I was getting a ton of those. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad my phone has been really good at filtering them out, but mm. every now and then it'll, it'll be like, Hey, just so you know, we're doing this and I'll go look. And it's like a, in an infinite list. I can't find the bottom of it. Mm. It's terrible. It's a yeah. It's really ridiculous. I also am so just glad like, that I took, like, I didn't put 
like all phone calls on there because if it was all phone calls you just see how i only call my girlfriend and my mother and i don't need that kind of attention <laughs> yeah usually for the well, same thing too it's like i've clogged the toilet i need help just come home <laughs> mom <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show Thank you for having me. It was so kind of you guys. Well, yeah, we're just, you know, I, I really enjoyed myself. Yeah, our pleasure. I'm glad. I missed you too. Uh, Quarantine's been so hard, but I feel like I missed you before quarantine because we didn't really see you very often, except for Thursday well, yeah. nights. And then not yeah, on Thursday like, nights. I like, yeah, I ducked out because right? like me and Casey were planning on moving in with each other and I need to like sort shit out with work. And then quarantine happened. Yeah. But like all and before that, open like, mic sucks. Yeah, also that. Well, no, like I took a two week off stretch of time before my trip uh, to Aruba where we met Iggy. And then when I came back, I did like a couple shows. And then by the time March hit, I was like, oh, no, it's over. It's all over. So like all my recordings on my phone, there's like three (laughs) of like worthy recordings on my phone. But Ellie, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're still out here. You're doing things. Thank you for having me. Um, We love you. I love you too, George and Danny. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and tell a friend about Feel Feelings with Danny and George. You can follow us over at Feel Feelings Pod and even leave us an audio message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. As always, if you ever feel some heavy emotions and feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, don't hesitate to reach out to us or call the numbers we have in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.